They just fired up. We'll find out here in a minute, won't we? Hey, Jackson, you hand those out. Uh, one. What he's handing out there is just some uh, information y'all can kind of study through later. We'll kind of touch on some of the stuff. And what I want to do tonight is, is not really preach a message so much as uh, just kind of do a word study on shell. You've heard me uh, uh, maybe in a, in a preaching in the past. I know I have a couple times in other churches I've preached hit on this uh, word shall and the meaning of it uh, or the importance of it in the Word of God. And I've been reading through the Old Testament, and it just seems like I constantly am just coming across this word shall. And, uh, and it has an impact with me as far as the work I do or whatever. I kind of pick up on it. But on that first page that I gave you, we'll just touch on some stuff here uh, before we get into uh, some scripture. In uh, Joshua 1.8, we're very, very familiar with it. And this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. And that's just kind of the, the verse I want to springboard off of. But shall and shalt is found 7,301 times in the King James Bible. Uh, and it's just broken down there as far as shall, uh, as far as in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Then on the next page, uh, you have the word shalt is found uh, there 1,213 times. And on, on uh, one of the next pages there, the uh, you have the meaning of shall and shall. In uh, No Webster's Dictionary, you can kind of read through this there in the second and third person. Uh, shall implies a promise, a command, a determination. You shall receive your wages. He shall receive wages implies... Uh, when shall is uttered with emphasis in such phrases, it expresses determination to the speaker and implies an authority to enforce the act. Uh, Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, which is kind of more modern than Noah Webster's 1828, uh, you have there one, two, three, where it breaks it down, express what is inevitable or seems likely to happen in the future, uh, used to express a simple uh, Anybody got grammar down? Futurity. Uh, when shall we expect you? Use it to express determination. Used to express a command or exhortation. Used in laws, regulations, or directives to express what is mandatory. And it shall, uh, it shall be unlawful to carry. Uh, it's, yeah, of course, you know, I'm sure who made that dictionary. You kind of know what they're thinking. Uh, and I didn't necessarily pick that. It's just what was there. The difference between the verbs shall and shalt, uh, they're not interchangeable grammatically, though they have the same meaning. Shalt is commonly understood to be archaic and not in common usage today. It is only to be used in a second person singular. What's interesting with that is when the law or when the Ten Commandments is given, thou shalt, thou shalt, shalt uh, thou, thou shalt not. In where I think that's kind of interesting is that when the Ten Commandments is given, it's not given to a plurality of people group that the nation of Israel shall, but that every individual person is responsible, all right, for keeping the Ten Commandments. Every every single individual is accountable. Uh, and, and then, you know, I'm, I'm reading through there, 
yet, sure enough, every time we come with Shelt, it's usually with thou. So it's going to be um, the second person singular. Uh, there's um, one online grammar commentator stated, uh, I found that they're online, the two are interchangeable in Middle English. Or there was a question that somebody asked. And uh, he went ahead and defined it, shall, is, was, and goes on there. Um, goes on there. It's basically, it's not so much down there at the bottom. Technically, I guess the rule still applies, but shalt was gone by the way of archaic terms. If you really want to use shalt, then I would continue to use it only in second person singular. So, in, what's interesting there is, I think that, and I made a statement before, that the, the King James English uh, is far more specific or defining in um, pinpoint than the very basic in watered down in shallow English that we have of today, uh, where just where it, it just uh, it, it doesn't compare. Now, personally, I still think that the King James English is very simple compared to Shakespeare's English. Alright? Now, I'd understand if somebody says, we need to update the King James Bible if it read like Shakespeare's works. You know what I'm saying? But it doesn't. It's still very simple. So, why well, can't we just change shall to will? Well, this is maybe just a slightly difference. Uh, I, I went ahead and found this, the difference between the verbs will and shall. Uh, I think I'll get it to you there. We're, we're not going to read through all that. But um, down there, about midway down the word will, on, okay, up at the top, will and shall are model verbs. The use of shall, though, is already outmoded, and will is most often used at present, which is true. Most of the time we use the word will versus shall in our English today. Um, you know, when, I, when Gabriel was much younger, I said, buddy, you will go to bed. You know, it's kind of like an order. Versus, you know, it's like, you know, son, you shall go to bed. All right. But, um, but as far as the word will, it goes back to what does that kind of mean to us? Well, it's somebody's will. It's what they will or what they won't uh, will or what they desire. Uh, and we find that all through the Bible when God's talking and um, you'll, you'll pick up and, and you'll start noticing this stuff very clearly when you're reading through the Bible. It'll start hitting you constantly. But um, there about, what, what, uh, about midway down the word will on the other, can, other hand comes from the old English word and I want to get down through that which is basically means to wish or to will. Uh, it is the first use. It is the. It was first used for the 12th century. And you can go on down there and read uh, uh, the rest of that as far as uh, the difference between the two. Um, in relation to modern law, the very last page is from the Virginia Code section 46.2-835. And it's the law that allows you to turn right on red. All right, so when you come down there, it said, notwithstanding the provisions of 46.2-833, that is the law that governs signal lights. The red, yellow, green, 
in, in what you have to do in relation to that. So that's what that code section is. But you get you come on down there. Uh, except for a traffic control device is placed prohibiting turns on a steady red vehicular traffic facing the steady red circular signal. In other words, the round signal uh, where it's just permanent red. After coming to a full stop, may cautiously enter the intersection and make a right turn. So you have the option. You're not required to. It's not a law that you turn right on red. You have the option. So a shall and may, there's a distinction between the two. It goes on down there. Uh, this, the second paragraph is dealing when you have a red arrow that points to the right, that it's a steady red arrow. That's when you come to that. Um, except, uh, except where the traffic control device is placed, permitting turns on a red, steady red, vehicular traffic facing the steady red arrow after coming to a full stop shall remain standing until the signal to proceed is shown. Then the third paragraph. Such turning traffic shall yield the right-of-way to pedestrians lawfully within an adjacent crosswalk and to other traffic using the intersection. Um, so, I mean, one of the things that define uh, what's a law or what's required is that word shall. And many times you may see the word may that kind of gives you the option many times. Not very often you see the word may. Um, if it was may, then it would, why would it need to be a law? But within a law, uh, sometimes you have the option of what you can do. Um, I didn't Somebody have opinions. No, I'm not going to start crying. I just need to get rid of this cough drop in my mouth. It's driving me nuts. What's that? <laughs> I'll just put it right here on. The, um, this book. Bless your heart. Thank you so much. Sorry, Jackson, you just weren't fast enough. Thank you. Now, I don't know about you, over the years, I know I have complained, not really complained, but just kind of like, it's a whole lot. You know, they have to learn. No. Uh, Brother Josh, you got that photo? So, let me explain what this is. This right here, this black section, is the laws that were passed by the General Assembly and signed into law by a governor that we have to follow. That's the black section. And this is just in Virginia. We're not talking about the federal laws, which are probably a host. We're not talking about the laws of another state that we might travel into. But this is just the Virginia laws. The Motor Vehicle Code, I don't know if I can pick it out here, but it's somewhere uh, around here. It's probably gone. I don't know, but it's 46.2. And there'll be one of these books about that size right there. And in that, just there's a, but that's, that's the laws that are passed. 
this silver here are judicial laws or judicial rulings by the Court of Appeals that we have to follow, that judges have to follow when they do their rulings, that uh, attorneys reference. We're talking about just Virginia. It's all this in gray, and these are probably uh, addendums or whatever. Then all this here, see how archaic that is over there. But all these here is the Virginia Supreme Court's rulings that we have to abide by. Now, the law of the land, so to speak, when it comes to abortion, what makes it legal, is not anything that was voted on and passed into law. It was ruled on by the Supreme Court of the United States that allowed it to come about. So that's, what, that's one of the big heartburns with uh, folks that are very pro-life. But this is just the Virginia what we have to abide by. Can you imagine we had to learn all that and study all that and know all that? The judges don't even know all that. The judge, uh, the judge that I stand before a lot of times, he'll have maybe about just that number of books behind him where he sits. And I've seen him maybe two or three times have to swing around in his chair, pull the book down, open it up just to verify what he, to confirm probably what he pretty much already knows, but just to make sure. So, it's really not a whole lot when you think about it. This book of the law. This book of the law. Now, I don't know about you, but one thing that I've been guilty of um, over the years is that, uh, when I think of the book of the law, I'm thinking of maybe the five books that Moses wrote, or the, the, the law just having to apply to the Old Testament, and not applying to the New Testament. But if you look on that whole list that I gave you, shall, and, and just about shalt as well, but shall is found in every single book. Now, I'm not saying that the word shall automatically always is reference to a law or command of God's given. Many, many times it is. Um, and it's not necessarily a law or command. It could just be like, it's a statement of fact. That if this happens, this is going to happen. We learned that on Sunday. Uh, Preacher Thren preached a phenomenal message phenomenal message on um, oh where was that at uh, as far as the um It and I swore that I, I um, I 
you remember the reference? No, 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 that's where he went back to the Old Testament. That's about in the New Testament. Romans, yes, Romans um, 6. No, no, I, I believe it's... Eight thirteen, right here. Yeah, I've got it. Forgive me. Blind as a bat. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. All right. And God is making a, in His Word, is making a statement of fact that this is what's going to happen. Period. And the message on Sunday was just amazing as far as just clearly laying it out as far as giving us an example of what happened. Um, come to realize that this book of the law deals with the entire Bible. When you have Jesus Christ on earth, he's not just using the five books of Moses. He's quoting from other books as well. And to me, that, that's, that's going to be important here in a little while when, when I'm kind of wrapping things up. But if, if you would, in, um, you got time because I'm going to, I want to read through it just for the, 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 uh, the understanding of who God is. Because we live in a day and time where Society, religion, man's opinion, man's feelings, you know, mankind's feelings about who God is, is as far from reality as you can get. Nowadays, if everything is acceptable as far as however you want to live, because God is a God of love. That was true. Did send his own son, who he loved very much, to die for a vile, wicked group of people. So he would turn to Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28. And through this here, and I'm going to go ahead and just give you my points, um, and we can just kind of see it unfold in this passage of scripture. But the first thing I want to do is the law of the laws of God that bind himself. When God God locks himself, he doesn't lie. So when he when he says something, he binds himself to it. To where he can't change it. Now there's times where he's decided to do something where Moses stepped in and he, he repented and changed his mind doing it. But as a general rule, when he lays it down in scripture, in written scripture, it's going to happen promises that he has made of blessings and of curses and evil destruction for he binds himself the purity of his nature his faithfulness his honesty his holiness and then secondly the laws of god that bind humanity the commands to obey uh the ten commandments is is one example thou shalt thou shalt thou shalt in Ecclesiastes 12, 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. 
fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Uh, the consequences to expect, I'm talking about as far as man, can read through this whole book of the law and he can expect what's going to happen. Uh, all through the all through these code books or, or the law, the criminal section, it, it'll, it'll define as far as what the penalty is going to be if you're found guilty. Um, a new penalty that just started, give you a public address in, uh, as far as as of July 1st reckless driving has been changed it's, it's been up to where the, the limit is not so low 81 to 85 miles an hour in a 70 zone is no longer reckless driving it's just simple speeding but what they did is in a 65 zone just only in a 65 zone 81 to 84 miles an hour because 85 is Pointing above, so that's still in effect. But 81 to 84 in the same code section, you tacked on an additional $100 fine. So you want to be careful you're not doing 81 to 84 and get a ticket for 81 to 84. Because it just, it's automatic. You know, the clerk punches it in and you go in there and try to pay it online, it'll come up. 214 bucks plus $79 court cost? The court costs all went up as well, July 1st. Everything's gone up July 1st, thanks to capital. Um, but um, Romans 8.13, I just read before, For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. And um, But in, in Deuteronomy 28, if you're there, and um, I, I'm, I'm, I really am interested to uh, read this. This is a long chapter, but uh, it's very fascinating when you read through it. The first 14 verses is God's blessing for obedience. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee, and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shalt thou be in the fruit of, the of thy body, in the fruit of thy ground, in the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies to rise up against thee, to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way, and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and all thou settest thine hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee in the holy people and holy people unto himself. And as he has sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways, and all people of the earth shall see the, that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. 
And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, and in the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy ground. In the land the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, to heaven to give the rain on thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head, and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them, and thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day, to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. That's the first 14 verses. Now, man, that is phenomenal. That's what I'm talking about as far as the book of this law binds God. God is locked into, this is what's going to happen if you obey me. Because he said it was going to happen. So he doesn't have a choice in the matter. He's not all of a sudden going to let you down if, you, if, if you're obeying. In, oh, well, I just feel like it today. That's 14 verses. Now, nah, I don't want to get into numerology. Sometimes it can be run to extremes, but I, I do think it is a serious thing, especially when it comes to the King James Bible, uh, when you don't have any numbers in the Hebrew, if I understand correctly or whatever. But um, you have the number 14, which is the number of seven is perfection. You have that twice. Then you have almost five times five times many more verses on if you don't obey starting in verse 15 but it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken to the voice of the lord thy god to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes which i command thee this day that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee cursed shalt thou be in the city and cursed shalt thou be in the field cursed shall be thy basket and thy store Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy land, and the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and cursed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, and rebuke, and all that thou settest thine hand unto for to do, until thou be destroyed, and until thou perish quickly, because of the wickedness of thy doings, whereby thou hast forsaken me. Now, one thing I'd like to point out here as I'm continuing to read here, this is historical. This took place to the nation of Israel. And when we get down here further, you'll see that it took place in Nazi Germany in, 19, in the 1940s. What took place to them is God fulfilling his word right here. The Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee, until he hath consumed thee from off the land, whither thou goest to possess it. The Lord shall smite thee with consumption, and with fever, and with an inflammation, and with an extreme burning, and with a sword, and the blasting, and with mildew, and they shall pursue thee until thou perish. Thy heaven that is over thy head shall be brass, and the earth that is under thee shall be iron. The Lord shall make the rain of thy land powder and dust, from heaven shall it come down upon thee until thou be destroyed. The Lord shall cause thee to be smitten before thine enemies. Thou shalt go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them. Shalt be removed unto all kingdoms of the earth. 
Thy carcass shall be meat for all the fowls of the air and unto the beasts of the earth, and no man shall fray them away. The Lord will smite thee with the botch of Egypt and with the uh, emeralds and with the scab and with the itch, and wherefore thou canst be healed. The Lord shall smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart, and thou shalt grope at noonday as the blind gropeth in darkness, and thou shalt not prosper in thy ways, and thou shalt only be oppressed and spoiled evermore, and no man shall save thee. Thou shalt betroth a wife, and another man shall be with her. Thou shalt build an house, thou shalt not dwell therein. Thou shalt plant a vineyard, and shalt not gather the grapes thereof. Thine ox shall be slain before thine eyes, and thou shalt not eat thereof. Thine ass shall be violently taken away from before thy face, and shall not be destroyed, and may not be restored to thee. Thy sheep shall be given unto thine enemies, and thou shalt have none to rescue them. Thy sons and thy daughters shall be given unto another people, and thine eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long. And there shall no might in thine hand, be no might. The fruit of thy hand and all thy labors shall a nation which thou knowest not eat up. And thou shalt be only oppressed and crushed always, so that thou shalt be mad for the sight of thine eyes which thou shalt see. The Lord shall smite thee in the knees and in the legs with a sore botch that cannot be healed from the sole of thy foot unto the top of thy head. The Lord shall bring thee and thy king which thou shalt set over thee unto a nation which another thou, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, and there shalt thou serve other gods, wood and stone. Thou shalt become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations, where the Lord shall lead thee. Thou shalt carry much seed out into the field, and shalt gather but little in, for the locust shall consume it. Thou shalt plant vineyards and dress them. Thou shalt neither drink of the wine, nor gather the grapes, for the worms shall eat them. Thou shalt have olive trees throughout all thy coast, and thou shalt not anoint thyself with the oil, thine oil, thine for thine olive shall cast his fruit. Thou shalt beget sons and daughters, but thou shalt not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. All thy trees and fruit of thy land shall the locusts consume. The stranger is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low. He shall lend to thee, and thou shalt not lend to him. He shall be the head, and thou shalt be the tail. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee, and all pursue thee, and forsake thee, till thou be destroyed, because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded thee. And they shall be upon thee for a sign, and for a wonder, and upon thy seed forever, because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness, and with the gladness of heart, for the abundance of all things. Therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies with which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness in one of all things. He shall put the yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from afar, from far, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flieth, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand, a nation of fierce countenance, which shall not regard the person of the old, nor show, show favor to the young. He shall eat the fruit of thy cattle and the fruit of thy land. Thou shalt be destroyed, which shall all, which also shall be leave thee either corn, wine, or oil, or the increase of thy kind, or flocks of thy sheep, until he have destroyed thee. 
He shall besiege thee in all thy gates until they, thy high and fenced walls come down, when thou trustest throughout all thy land, and he shall besiege thee in all thy gates throughout all thy land, which the Lord thy God hath given thee. And thou shalt eat the fruit of thine own body, and the flesh of thy sons and thy daughters, which the Lord thy God hath given thee, in the siege and in the straightness wherewith thine enemies shall distress thee. So that the man that is tender among you and very delicate his eyes shall be evil toward his brother, toward the wife of his bosom, and toward the remnant of his children, which he shall leave, so that he will not give to any of them the flesh of his children whom he shall eat, because he hath nothing left him in the siege and in the straightness, wherewith thine enemy shall distress thee in all thy gates. The tender and delicate woman among you, which uh, would not adventure to set the sole of her foot upon the ground of delicateness and tenderness, her eyes shall be evil toward her husband in her bosom, and toward her son, and toward her daughter, and toward her young one that cometh out from between her feet, and toward her children, which she shall bear. She shall eat them for one of all things secretly in the siege and straightness, wherewith thine enemy shall distress thee in thy gates. If thou wilt not observe to do all the words of this law that are written in this book, that thou mayest fear this glorious and fearful name, the Lord thy God. Then the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful in, this pla in the plagues of thy seed, even great plagues, and of long continuance, and sore sicknesses, and of long countenance. Moreover, he will bring upon thee all the diseases of Egypt, which thou wast afraid of, and they shall cleave unto thee. Also every sickness and every plague which is not written in the book of this law, then will the Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. And ye shall be left few in number, whereas ye were as the stars of the heaven of multitude, because thou wouldst not obey the voice of the Lord thy God. And it shall come to pass that as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good and to multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice This has got to be one of the most terrible verses in the whole Bible. And it shall come to pass, as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good and to multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and to bring you to naught. And ye shall be plucked from off the land whither thou goest to possess it. And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people from the one end of the earth even unto the other, and there thou shalt serve other gods, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. And among these nations shalt thou find no ease, neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest. But the Lord shall give thee there a trembling heart, and failing of eyes, and sorrow of mind. And thy life shall hang in doubt before thee, and thou shalt fear day and night, and shalt have none assurance of thy life. In the morning thou shalt say, Would God it were even, and in even thou shalt say, Would God it were morning. For the fear of thine heart, wherewith thou shalt fear, and for the sight of thine eyes, which thou shalt see. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. By the way thereof I spake unto thee, thou shalt see it no more again, and there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bond men and bond women, and no man shall buy you. Adolf Eichmann. 
sent out a message to nations around the world wanting to ship the Jews out of Germany. America refused to accept the Jews. Everywhere they were rejected. No one would buy them. They were trying to make money for you know, X amount of money to go you know, millions upon millions. Six millions. That's great. I, I've been watching a lot of history here lately as well. And six million just scratched the surface. I mean, I understand. The Eastern Eastern Europe, I mean, I fully understand and have absolutely no sympathy for what took place in Romania, Bulgaria, Czechoslovakia, uh, Hungary, Ukraine, Belarus. What those nations did to Jews, the Nazis weren't doing it to them. Those those people in those nations were murdering Jews, and the Nazis were just kind of supervising. Every single one of those nations was exterminating hundreds of thousands of Jews of the population of each one of those. And so when Russia came in and communism came in, you're talking about a brutal culture for the next 50, 60 years. But Adolf Eichmann tried to go ahead and sell that, but no one would take it. So finally they came up with the final solution. Fourteen verses of what God in the I mean, it's, it was amazing. Those blessings, 14 verses. And almost five times the number of verses, the cursings of God. What God would do. In, 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 the, in, the, in the word you kind of come across many times is failed to obey or reject it. Um, do not obey my commandments. This book of the law. Believe the book of the law implies from Genesis all the way to Revelation. Exodus 17, 14, And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua, for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. The first time the word write is found in the Bible, and the first time the book is found together, is right here, Exodus 14, 7, where the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book. Revelation 20, 11, and 12. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, then another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the judge and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. I'm not 100% convinced. I'm probably about 90% convinced. But I'm not 100% convinced. So I'm not going to say, you know, there's, oh, there's, there's absolutely, this is a fact. But I believe what I'm getting ready to say is con consistent all through Scripture. When it says the books, uh, this, and the books were open, and every man was judged out of the books. 
I believe it is the Bible that's going to be used because every human being that's ever existed, even before Genesis was written, is going to be able to be judged. Jesus Christ here on earth refutes Satan and uses as his authority his written scripture. Jesus Christ is quoted. All the, and I've got reference after reference in Exodus and in Numbers and in Deuteronomy and Joshua, uh, in 1 Samuel, 2 Kings, uh, in Chronicles. In Luke chapter 16, the rich man's in, in hell and looks at in Abraham and said, if you'll, send, if you'll send him back to tell my brothers, I've got other brothers, I don't want them to come here. Abraham says, they got Moses and the prophets. All right, he says, well, you know, this is what, well, yeah, it's, it's, but all through here is books. And Jesus Christ quotes different books in the book. So as far as books, and the books were open, and every man was judged out of those things that were written in the books. Now, me personally, and I don't, I don't have scripture to, you know, this or whatever, but I, I don't see where God needs to write every single human being's actions in a book to then reveal it to them when they stand before him and give an account one day. Because I, I personally believe that all of us who were standing before, that are saved stand before Jesus Christ and they give an account of the judgment seat of Christ. And all lost people, when you stand before God, memory will be crystal clear, like high definition 4K of everything. When God speaks, you'll remember. Remember this, you'll remember. If he wants you, you'll remember the first 60 seconds of your life before you were born. You'll remember the first 60 seconds after you're born if God wants you to remember all that. So I don't believe that God needs to write every single action down in these books. Is it that? Possibly. I'm not going to live and breathe that, oh, for, for a fact, this is going to be the Bible. But all through Scripture, God is saying, write it in the book because I'm going to use it to judge it. So we get to Revelation chapter 20. The books were open, and every man was judged out of those things that were written in the books. And it goes, and the, there is a book with everybody's name in it or not. Deuteronomy 31, I'm not going to read that whole chapter, but in verse 24 and 26, and it came to pass when Moses had made an end of writing the words of this law in a book until they were finished, that Moses commanded the Levites, which bear the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, saying, Take this book of the law and put it in the side of the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, that it may be there for a witness against thee. Revelation 22, 18 and 19. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, he shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. To God, this book is this book is serious. And I don't think it's just going to disappear and rapture happens or 
after the tribulation. And, and I, I believe it's going to come into play there for Revelation 20. The books were open, every man was judged out of those who read the books. That's consistent all through Scripture when it comes to written Scripture. And you'll, you'll, when you, as you're reading the Bible, you'll, you'll see it coming over and over and over. Write it, this book, what have you. But um, it's just. The word shall, like I, like I mentioned before, there, there may be other tenses or uses of it in, in Scripture that it's not always going to be every time you come across shall, that it's a law. Um, it, many times that's the case. But uh, you'll, you'll notice and you'll pick up every time you come across a verse that has shall. And it's like, hmm, we'll pay a little more attention to this verse or what God is saying here, what's going on here. And, uh, and it'll have an impact. Uh, I, I know here in the last few months, every time I'm, you know, reading through the Old Testament, it's just constantly coming up, shout. And, uh, and like I mentioned before, when you get a code book out and you're reading over something, you kind of shout, okay, well, that's, you know, we don't have an option, we don't have a choice. Uh, like, like I read that one code section to you there. But um, look over that sheet I painted out if you want to the later time. Uh, do you have any thoughts, questions? Say, hey, you consider this? It's not right now. I was like, oh man, I just destroyed everything I just said. But uh, neither here nor there. But uh, it's uh, that's kind of not much when you're looking at that, is it? And I, I saw that. I said, God, you be kidding me. Like I said, that's only Virginia. We got 50 more states. And then we got the federal government. And no telling what that looks like. But, uh, boy, it's like, are we going to be like, uh, oh, man, I wish you know. Well, not so much learn it. The key is not so much. It's important to learn it. But it's not so much what I don't know, it's what I do know, am I obeying what I do know already? And the older I get, and the more I know, the more it's like, the more I'm going to be accountable. And, uh, but, uh, thank you, Pastor, for the time. <laughs>